What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This podcast is a part of the Podmania Podcasting Network. Check out podmania.co.uk to check out more of our great podcasts, features, reviews, match ratings and previews spanning the crazy and diverse world of professional wrestling. Hello guys and welcome to the Stardom Cast, your weekly sort of audio source of all things World Wonder Ring Stardom right here on the Podmania Podcasting Network. I'm your host Rob Goodwin and I'm joined as ever by the Fujita Mark himself, Chris O'Brien. Chris, how are you my friend? I'm hopped up on caffeine, and Vegeta versus Keno happened today. Nothing else happened today, Rob. Nothing is controversial <laughs> is going on at all. Moving on. Moving swiftly on. I, before we came on air, genuinely, obviously, Pete behind the gun, we were talking about the uh, the incident that um, Chris is referring to between Osprey and B. Um, and we, we were talking about it. I was like, I should probably mention to Chris that Ah, let's not let's not talk about it. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, it's gonna get bought up anyway, isn't it? It it's gonna get it it's it's really tasteless. It's awful. It's ruined what was a good match. Um and it was pointless. I think that's pretty much our stance on it in a nutshell, Chris. Yeah, essentially it's like it didn't even it doesn't even further the story, really. You can get over the story of Will Osprey's a bit cuckoo for Coco Post without the domestic violence angle. Effectively, what he's done here is, I want the championship so much, I'm going to beat my girlfriend up. But, but, like what those the two fuck? things don't. Those two things don't track. That's the thing. Those they don't track. Um, it's like saying I'm really tired right now, so I'm going to kick a dog. I, I, yeah, that's the thing. The two things don't connect. No, at not all. at all. It's like I would, I'm, I would really like a sandwich. I'm gonna go stab my brother. Like, it's not like how did you get from A to B there, Billy? How did you get from <laughs> A to B? It's ridiculous and tasteless, and I don't know who okayed it, but like whoever okayed it really needs to. <laughs> it should be really worried for their fucking job right now. Jesus. I I didn't think Osprey would be able to do anything this year that topped that would... his big Billy with the big Willy t-shirt. Um but he's managed it. He's managed it with this. It's uh there's being heel and then there's just as the, I think the Super J cast put up that little um that little screen grab of Shingo going read the room will. Um yeah. and yeah, fucking hell. It's... Read the read the room will. The general consensus used to be we should probably take Twitter off of Osprey. We should probably just take everything <laughs> off of Osprey. He, he can't be trusted. Like, the man just can't be trusted with anything. It's such a shame because he's so good in ring. I, I just don't, I don't I, understand. I'm past the point of giving a fuck about how good he is in ring. He's a fucking <sighs> liability. Anyway, this is uh, this is a stardom podcast. Let's, let's 
talk about some other things. Chris, how have you been this last week and a bit? Um, but there was only one Vegeta match. That was quite hard for me. Um, <laughs> I, I actually funny story. So, um, I occasion you know how like occasionally you'll not be asked to make lunch, so you think fuck it, I'll just walk to the nearest supermarket. In my case, the co-op for a meal deal. Well, isn't that the only supermarket close to where you live? It's the only shop you have. We have an Asda, but like they don't do their meal deal shit. So I normally go to the co-op. And so I went to the co-op. And like from this co-op, they do like this pasta. Uh, it's like pasta with pesto, mozzarella, and tomato. And it's lovely and great and green. And I really like it. And I've I, I, I went in, <laughs> I've went in like two or three times this week to get a meal deal because... Big sad, so I can't be asked making lunch, so I just walk up and get the meal deal. And it's not been there. Not been there at all. So then I run up to co- um to the co-op yesterday because my mum needs some stuff, so I went up to grab it for her. And what's there? What's there? I've already had my lunch. What's there? The fucking pasta. Fuck you, co-op. Fuck you. Has it been a really slow week, mate? What? I've been, but I've also been working on. <laughs> I've also been working on a video that no one's gonna watch, I guess, because no, no one who follows my fucking um, YouTube channel, like it's it's just it's genuinely a trend. If uh, my thumbnail doesn't have a Piero star in it, it's not going to do very well. Like I, I love audience, the fact that no, we got less than five minutes into the podcast before you shield your own YouTube channel. I'm not, I haven't even said what the YouTube channel is called, Chris Brown on YouTube. But yeah, so it doesn't do as well. So, but it's about Ring of Honor. It's going to be about Ring of Honor. So it's just not going to do well because no, like I think it's only me and Forrest Silver in the whole fucking wrestling YouTube space who gives half a fuck about Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah, hard to hard to disagree with that. To be fair, um, which, like it's which is ridiculous because it's better than New Japan. Fight just is. <laughs> Come at me. No, I no. Seriously, fight me. It's better than New Japan. They haven't done anything morally re- reprehensible all year. Twenty nineteen, on the other hand, a bit dicey. Oh, it's just that... gonna... <laughs> it's like, morally wobbly ground. Yeah, like twenty nineteen, what a bit a bit wobbly. But twenty twenty one, they they might have changed. Re- wrestling's awful. Wrestling's just awful, isn't it? Fuck this, I'm off. Yeah, it's not great. It's not a great, not a great landscape to be in. However, let's focus on the fucking regret- positives. Are you regretting asking me how I've been? A, a little bit, mate. Yeah, it it it's more of a more of just you know a standalone question at the start of every podcast. You know, ask Chris how he is, and every single week I'm like, I wish I'm fucking ass now. Um, I mean, like, I can I can pretend I can just say fine and pretend I don't have more complex feelings if you want. If you want me to be that little, if you want me to just be your little whore who says nothing, but you know. I, I I feel things, Robert. I can't help it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got that up, <laughs> out of the way in a really awkward way. <laughs> I feel things, Rob. Stop trying to silence me. Um. So, just a quick apology. Um. This podcast was supposed to be out on Friday, but I've had I've, I've had a week. So, uh, yeah, it was. It's completely my fault. Um. I apologize to everyone. I did put something on Discord and then realized this morning I didn't put anything on Twitter. So again. I apologise, just got a little bit on top of me, but I'm back, we're both back, um, to talk all things stardom as we are now on the road to Yokohama Cinderella Spring 2021. Um, We've got a lot of things to talk about, got little bits of news here and there, we've got three shows to look at um, from the 7th, the 13th and the 14th of March, and then we're going to have a little bit of a preview of some of the upcoming cards, the next Corican show on the 26th of March. 
both the day and night shows of the 28th in Osaka, and then the full card rundown of the big Yokohama Cinderella show, uh, which Chris will be hearing for the first time live on air, which I'm uh, I'm very excited about, especially when he hears the running order. Because we talked about it at fucking 1am last night, and I was like, okay, can you just tell me the card? I can't be asked Googling. And then you were like, no, I'm going to tell you live on the podcast. And I feel fucking, then I felt fucking compelled to not look it up because otherwise I might like annoy Rob and he shouts at me. He's very mean behind the scenes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am. It, it is true. It is true. Um, the, the, the amount of times my post office internet gets brought up is ridiculous. <laughs> because the post office, before I met you, Chris, genuinely, I didn't know the post office did internet. And to have be honest, judging from your internet standard, they don't really. Uh, to be fair, like it's been much better the last few weeks since I got a new router. Like I, I haven't dropped out the podcast once. With you two fuckers, I've been dropping out like fucking flies. Yeah. And to be fair, like living in a small town, like I, you go on Just Eat. There's only one thing on Just Eat around where I live. Just one thing. Is it the co-op it's meal deal? No, oh. it's um, it's the Indian who are extortionate. Well, they will like, be. Extort. They can charge what they want. Yeah. So, like, you have to phone. Like a fucking barbarian to get a takeaway around here. <laughs> On your landlines with the uh, with the like the you pull it and it's the circle and it spins round. But did you forget what a rotary phone was? Thank there? you, a rotary phone. My God, gee, I, I knew it was a circle and it spun. That's all I knew. Um, it <laughs> my, my brain went, "You're on your own here, Rob." So yeah, thanks for that. Anyway, let's talk some news. Just a couple of bits before we head into our first review of the Corrigan Show. Um, first of all, all of the tickets to the Hannah Kimura Show, see you again at Corrigan on the 23rd of May, were all sold out within one day of going on sale, which is absolutely tremendous. Um, it's, you know, we talked on the last podcast, Chris, about how Stardom booked a show on the same day, and how it was perceived as a, a shady move by quite a lot of the fan base. And we, we talked a little bit about that, but, you know, what a positive thing to come out of this. You know, all of the tickets sold within one day. And it it's important to continue to raise awareness because this next piece, which links into it, um, the Yahoo News in Japan, and this was translated by at SG underscore OXXT on Twitter, um, on January the 22nd, Kyoko-san, which is Hannah's mum, filed a 2.94 million yen suit against a man who has continued to anonymously post defamatory messages after Hannah's death. What the fuck is wrong with people, Chris? Um, to be honest, I think he's, I think the dude must have just ran out of, like, shitty, weird things to do and thought, you know what, I'm going to continue to harass a dead woman. It's back because I said when we talked when the um the show was first announced that I really hope this would just be like an underlying and we can let Hannah rest. Mm. But no, apparently some people because it's because I feel like a lot of the discourse around Hannah since her death has been jumped on by people who didn't actually like watch when we just u- use her as like this straw man to throw up every time something happens that they don't like. Mm. Yeah, I agree. and. It's it's just a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Like it's it's impossible to talk about because 
it's just fucking awful. You you just end up shouting, and I don't want to bring down this podcast more than you already have. <laughs> and yeah, it's just awful. Like, because mm. every time, when a lot of the time when people criticize behavior like this, they bring up free speech, and it's like, well, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but like, if you came up to me and like insulted someone, or ins- insulted me, or insulted someone I love, like, I don't think anyone would really feel unjustified with like me like saying something back or like punching punching you or something i wouldn't punch someone i'm a fucking worse but you, like you know what i mean it's like those people who like go to a black person say the n-word and then get really really surprised when the person when that guy punches him because it's like you deserve that you really fucking deserve that and it's ridiculous i just i don't know how i don't know how these people can possibly feel about themselves if like all you do is harass a dead person i don't know who in their right mind can possibly look at the situation around this 22 she was 22 year old woman who has had nothing but universal praise from people about how much of a beautiful soul she was who takes that situation and thinks i'm gonna harass a mum And do you know what? You're a cunt. Whoever you are, you know, I don't think for a moment that you listen to this podcast at all, but you are a cunt. You are the scum of the fucking earth. You are an absolute, absolute blight on humanity. Fuck off. Because I I don't understand how you can possibly do that to someone who is still grieving with this situation hanging over that. I just, I don't understand it. it. It angers me massively. And, you know, yes, she has filed a 2.94 million yen suit. That's ultimately not going to bring a daughter back. And that's something we uh, need to remember. Genuinely took me aback you saying cunt there. Like, I say it all the time. You, you never say <laughs> Yeah, well, there we are. Um, So, on to slightly... Uh, well, other things. I'm not going to say better things. Um, so Yoshiko, who before the last couple of uh, weeks was the Beyond the Sea champion in seedling, uh, she's had been forced to vacate the championship due to injury. Um, the tournament that the uh, Enshiri tournament was then won by Asuka. Um, not that Asuka, other Asuka. Um, and I brought this up only because <laughs> <laughs> it was rumoured um, before the... Uh, Budokan show that Yoshiko was carrying a, a bad injury, and we were sort of not warned, but we were set, we were told that potentially this could impact the match that she would have with Mayu. And you know, I actually thought, oh, well, she's clearly not injured because that is still at this moment that is my match of the year. And to then hear actually she was carrying a really really bad injury, she's going to be out for three months plus. That just it, it heaps even more praise on that match. The fact that she was injured to that extent and still managed to pull out what was an absolutely outstanding match with Mayu. I mean, yeah, fair play. Fair play, Chris. I mean, it only got three and three quarter stars from Meltzer. Does it, so does it even exist? That is true because Meltzer's <laughs> ratings are the be-all and end-all, aren't they? Because how yeah. dare someone not have the same opinion as me? Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, it's... Re- <laughs> It, it is really impressive. Um, it I, it makes me question whether or not she should have fucking done it because that would unquestionably like hurt her recovery. Absolutely, absolutely. But 
it is mightily impressive. It's, it goes back to you shouldn't let wrestlers decide when they need to take time off because they just won't. <laughs> they just won't. No, absolutely. They it's they're like, passionate about it. Obviously. Yeah, it's it, like literally they just won't until like they're forced to stop. So it's just it's, I feel like we're talking about a bad injury every week now. Um. If there is a bright side to this, um, it's given Asuka a run with the seedling title, which is going to be very good. Um, I'm going to take this moment to quickly put over um, the Beyond the Sea cast. Very good seedling cast. Go check them out. But Val is a bit too outspoken about how good he is at Mario Kart. Fucking one-on-one me, buddy. But otherwise, yeah, you should go listen to them. They're good because they're very knowledgeable. Yeah, absolutely. On the Dragon <laughs> Suplex Network. Go and check them out. Lovely lads. Um, beyond that, um, the clown has got gold, Chris. The clown has got gold. No, no, this, this brings a kayfabe conversation. Because Great Muta and Katie ah, Muta... That is a good are point. Are of course, different people. Does people seem to think that they're the same person? This person does bear a striking resemblance to Def Yamasan. I mean, mentioned this when she was fighting for the high-speed belt um, a couple months ago. But, is she Def Yamasan? I doubt it. Like, does she look like a clown? No. No, she doesn't, Rob. She looks like a serious wrestler. Okay. I knew you would be a bellend about this, so... (laughs) (laughs) Rude. 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 (laughs) I have got some backup information um so obviously we know that yoniyama and death yamasan have both held the high speed championship when well, death yamasan took the high speed championship off i believe hazuki um it was it was acknowledged as her fourth reign with the belt so that's, they that's, are the same person that's an administrative error. That's an administrative error. Right, okay. I can see I'm not going to get anywhere with this, so I'm going <laughs> to carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kaori Yoniyama, sorry, uh, won the Pure J Openweight Championship on uh, the Pure J Fight Together 2021 show uh, from the 20th of March 2021 against Leon, who I believe has also held the High Speed Championship in Leon. Uh, stardom. Leon, yes. What's the name of my um, childhood dog? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't look like you, right? It's weird, actually, because Yoniyama was the name of mine. Um, so, yeah, she is the <laughs> new... That's a coincidence. You always struck me as somewhat of a cat person, though. Well, it, it's funny you should say that. We, I've always had dogs when I was younger. Um, and then we had two Alsatians, lovely dogs... And then we ended up with a stray cat. Somehow we just we just ended up with it. You know how sometimes you just end up with a cat. Um, no, like no, a Veruca, like a Veruca. You're not entirely sure where it's come from, but <laughs> yes, you don't know where it's come from. You can't get rid of it, and you're not allowed to go into the pool with it. Exactly, exactly. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried to get into the swimming pool with a cat, but it's it's difficult, very very difficult. Just um, once, never again. But yeah, it's um, I've I've been a cat person since my girlfriend is massively a cat person um we don't own a cat which is bizarre um but yeah she's a she's a cat person and i think i i think they just they just take a little less looking after so you've basically become a cat person through osmosis yes through necessity (laughs) (laughs) through survival (laughs) exactly exactly 
I'm worried that stray cat would have murdered you. You adapt or die. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that stray cat did. It told Robin for, eh, this doesn't look like someone who's going to throw me out and then destroy <laughs> Um Now, this is my favourite little bit of news. And again, this is um, this is courtesy of the amazing Twitter account, 12222 underscore Dragon Moon. Um, the Yunagi has announced the name of her Frog Splash. Now, I'm really excited to share this with you because it is a bloody long name, but the English translation is just outstanding. Um, Just a little side note here. I will continue to call it a Frog Splash, and you'll see why in a minute. So the official name of this Frog Splash, Chris, in um, Japanese is... Get ready for me to butcher it. Are you ready? Kuriyore... Ware washora ni hairu. <laughs> that is six words. Okay, that that's too many words for a wrestling move. Um, it's a wrestling move with more. I mean, her finisher has got. I think her finisher's four words on five words long, and it's defuring something. <laughs> She's very clearly a Morrissey fan. Well. It's all to do with the samurai, uh, which obviously is why she brought the golden pipe to the ring, or she started anyway. It's all to do with her favourite samurai, samurai, Keiji Maeda. But the only reason I'm sharing this with you, um, if you haven't already followed Dragon Moon on Twitter, please go and follow. They do some fantastic translations. But the translation of this is, oh my God, it's, I'm entering war god mode now. <laughs> that is the greatest move Ever. Whenever she hits that frog splash now, I'm like, War God! Just, what a translation. I'm entering, I'm entering War God mode now. <laughs> I want I want her to finish a match with that frog splash and I, then have to try and write it along the bottom of the screen. If they bring out a shirt with that on it, I'm going to buy it. Why? <laughs> want... Why don't we do it? What? Do you know what? Keep your eyes peeled on our Teespring store shortly for I'm entering war god mode now shirts. I swear to God, if he gets shut down for fucking trademark infringement, <laughs> I'm going to um, You know what that reminds me of, weirdly, is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. There's a Yu-Gi-Oh card called Interplanetary Purpley Thorny Dragon, but it's all one word. <laughs> it's called what? Interplanetary Purpley Thorny Dragon. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Our monsters are named by three-year-olds. Great game. I miss Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's so expensive. I don't anyway, understand should... what I don't understand what a Yu-Gi-Oh is. Um, it stands for King of Games. That doesn't help me in the slightest. It's a ca- it's a card game. I'd got that, Chris. <laughs> do, do you know what? Let let's let's move on because I'm not actually asked about what Yu-Gi-Oh is. Let's let's kick on and look at some of these shows then. So we're going to look first at the Corican show from the seventh of March. Uh, the Stardom Road to Yokohama Dream Cinderella from Corican Hall in front of 502 people. The lowest Corican gate since the 29th of October, which only drew 472, Chris. I will give you a Chrissy bonus if you can tell me what main evented that Corican show. With the tag belts on the line, where you bitched about at the time. It was not the tag belts, no. Not... Not um not on the twenty ninth of October. It was during the Goddess of Stardom Tag League, if that helps. Don't look it up on Cage Match. One more. Uh, was it the Goddess of Tag League's final? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was the white belt match between Julia and Himika. Only drew four hundred and seventy two people. Oh, to be fair, that match was meh. 
You didn't enjoy that match. I I didn't mind it, to be fair. I thought he was okay. Um, But I know we, we've talked at length about how we shouldn't be using attendances as a barometer, especially at the you know in the current time in stardom. But do you think that it was anything to do with the card? Because, I mean, we're on the back of, obviously, All-Star Dream Cinderella, this enormous show, which it seems to have put stardom on the map for quite a lot of wrestling fans. Um, and this has followed it with, you know, one... One title match on the card. Only five matches on the card as well. Do you think that the attendance is indicative of that? Because, you know, we've been getting 700 people. We got 700 people at the year-end climax show. We got 700 people, obviously, for the 10th anniversary show. And I know they're bigger shows inherently, but do you think this is indicative or do you think this is just another case of, look, it's, it's still during the COVID era. Just strike that for the record. Um... Yeah, it's pro- it's a case of they also run Cork and Hall very regularly, so it's not there's no real urgency to go see them. It's not like we're running it once a month now; we're running it a few times a month. No, and we just had this massive Budokan show, which probably people if people were going to go see Stardom this month, they were going to go to that Budokan show. And also, um, Yokohama is not too far from Tokyo, and Noah had one of their big shows there that day as well. Yeah, so true. like it's just a bunch of factors like there's probably just a tiny bit too much competition yeah maybe maybe and from my personal standpoint as well this this is a weak card um you know and i I know we've talked about how corican were always exactly we've had that conversation you know many 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 times but this this was a weak card for me probably the weakest corican card that i've seen since if I'm being honest, probably since I started watching Stardom. Um, I think this is the weakest Corrigan card. So I'm not surprised that the attendance was down. Um, but there we are. So we started, we opened with a match between G.I. Julia and Gogi Can Death with... Like five people on my fucking Twitter made that joke. I'm so sick of it. Although it did remind me of the action man I had at the kid. I guess the action men were just G.I. Joes. What? Right. That was an original joke when I did it. But we had to wait a week for the podcast, okay? It was original <laughs> I, when I did it, Chris. Fuck I saw, off. I, I saw my anger driver make the joke first. Yeah, I think nothing they did. Never mind. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it reminded <laughs> me of... Did you, ever, did you ever have Action Men as a kid? Yeah, of course I did. I, I, think, any, um, I think any lad of, an, of a certain age would have had Action Men as a, as a child. See, I, I came in like right at the tail end before Action Men like, just disappeared. Did you have gangrene? Did, was gangrene a thing when you were a kid? As in as the in disease? Like, no, the character. Oh, was, that not <laughs> was gangrene a thing? You know, that green pus? Um, um, yeah, I think so. It was, it was great. I got one of them for my birthday one year. It was the highlight of my fifth year of existence. But thing is with Action Man, because like I grew up in a fair, I didn't, like, didn't, weren't especially well off my family. So like we had to like get Action Man from like car boot sales and charity shops. And they never had clothes. No, oh, like, always naked. Never. Always, always, always naked. naked. It gave me a fucked up sense of what anatomy was. <laughs> <I'm> like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like we've already spent too much time talking about action, man. Um, but it seems we're on the My favorite one was uh, the ones you could wind the arms back and he used to swim. Uh, um, no, those were kind of lame because, you know, but ba- like, you'd have to take them to a lake, in which case they'd get 
no, taken away. No, you didn't, Chris. You bath. just put them in the bath. That was all you had to do. You didn't have to take them for the fucking but lake, mate. But it's so fucking lame because they wouldn't go too far. It would just be like, oh, they're going for two seconds. And then well, you put them in a down. fucking lake. What happens if it swims off? What are you going to well, do? It, Get it, into the lake? It did. I just lost my action man that day. <laughs> they never swum like the advert either. Never, oh, never swum like have, the advert. Did you have the baddie? Um, Dr. X, I think he was called. And he was indeed he called like, Dr. X. Um, he, he had like the arm with the bullets. Got one of them on Christmas, lost the bullets right away. We yeah. went like behind the Christmas tree or something, Ken, Standard. just never sold them again. This, what a shame. We should have sold replacements for like a quid for a five pack at, um, at Woolworths or something. I'd have bought that shit. It would have stimulated the hell out of the economy that day. <laughs> um, so yeah, to quote a famous song, Julia got a brand new bag. Um, she's got army boots, khaki trousers, black top hat, glasses, and... Honestly, she looked fucking badass, Chris. Yeah, she looked cool. It really put forward her um, stripping back to the beginning thing, uh, narrative that she wants to go on. Um, going up against death is a perfect person to do that with because, you know, rookie. Um, her song doesn't quite suit her now, though, because she's sort of dressed like this fucking god descending from the heavens. Mm. And now um, looks like that person your mother warned you about in case they sold you drugs. And... <laughs> Yeah, she does look like someone who's waiting at a bus stop in the shady part of town, doesn't she? And and just in terms of like how she dresses, not in terms of anything else. Oh yeah, yeah. And, like, <laughs> it just, doesn't just help that get... she's she's got her hands in her pockets and sort of shuffling to the ring as well. Yeah, like quite frankly, she should just start lighting a cigarette and look at a picture and just look at Tokyo Sports longingly. <laughs> um... We're completely in trouble. Um, the match itself was like nothing. Uh, because you know it's a death match, um, as in like a Gogan death match. I keep anyway. Um, we... <laughs> I did. I did like um, Julia just not putting up with death shit though. Yeah, it it was it was a weird dis it was a weird disparity in general because like Julia was obviously very conscious of the fact that a she looked different in in character. She looked different, and you know. She'd just been humbled by Tam at Budokan, so everyone knew she'd lost. She's back at the stop, but that didn't stop her being a dickhead. So it was it was weird to see her battle with her own... Because she's just naturally a bit of a prick. Yeah, exactly. To see her battling with her own humility and basically like, what the fuck is this clown shit? I want to beat the shit out of it. The greatest bit of this match, by an absolute country mile, is... Um, Julia pulling the hair back of Goku and Death while she's in like the almost the camel clutch, and then Death trying to do the same, and then be freaked out by Julia's bald head and not being able to grab any hair. Like, that tickled not... me far more than it should have it's done. Like a, like a confused Pokemon. It <laughs> was. <laughs> like just, like, it was like where's the hair? There's normally hair here. Like like has she never met with someone with short hair in her whole life? <laughs> But it was the fact that the confusion then continued after the match, after like just after Julia and Pinder, after with you know one of the most horrible looking back suplexes I think I've ever seen, um, and then pinning her with a foot. Um, Death's just sort of continuing going the hair. The, I I don't understand. So yeah, very very strange. Um, but overall, I'm a fan of this iteration of Julia. I think it's 
a new sort of character that she can do something with, this whole journey of going from the bottom to the top, which, you know, is already apparently fully underway because she's already got a title shot, but we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although... She had one I am, match. <laughs> I am very much looking forward um, to the return of Shooter Julia. <laughs> Shoot! Oh my I, god! I'm, I'm gonna fucking miss those promos. Well, to be honest, there was a moment with Shooter Julia and Mina which proper made me giggle. But we'll get on to that um, when we go on to uh, the Shinkiba card. Um, match two then saw Konami defeat Lady C at five minutes and twenty one seconds with the buzzsaw kick. Not a lot really to say about this. Lady C continues to steadily improve, um, and again, just looks okay. But ultimately. Just got beaten by Konami. There's no else to say, Chris, really. Yeah, her presence is definitely there. Her presence is improving. Um, like, she actually has more of an entrance than just walking out now. Um, mm. She's not sloppy at all. She does a few things that she does fairly well. So, just, yeah, go on a sire route in the five-star and you should be good on the other end. Yeah, I'd be surprised if she's not in the five-star as a pin-eater, but then you look at the five-star from last year, you look at who we're going to have this year, you've got to put, you've really got to put Mina in there. You are probably going to put Unagi in there as well. So you've got to keep Sayurida in there as well. They're going to make it 20 person, aren't they? Oh man. No, I imagine we'll just not have Lady C in there. No, you say say that, but like, it's not like they're beyond fucking with the five star because they made it 20 minutes last year, which objectively made it worse. Well, you look at who was in it last year that isn't going to be in it this year. You've already got Jungle, so say that Unagi takes Jungle's place. Um, who did Sayurida replace due to injury? Uh, who did he replace due to injury? I have forgot. Oh, it was Saki. Oh, Saki's going to have to be Saki in there. will be back in there, which you, is you fine. I mean? We're just going to make it a 10-person field. And I'm totally fine with Saki being in there. She's one of my favorite parts of tags nowadays. Don't forget B Priestley wasn't in there last year either. Oh, I because she was like stuck in. It was where, all quarantine and that. Yeah, quarantine and thing. There's so... gonna, there is enough to make it a twenty-person tournament. Yeah, like, but like if they did without that, stretching I... believability. Yeah, but if they did that, they'd really, 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 really have to um, just make it fifteen minutes again. Because yeah. Yeah, I imagine if they do make it twenty-person, they will make it fifteen minutes again because that's without thinking about people like Natsupoy. Oh, I'm not support- Oh, Christ. Chadden really has changed a lot in the last six months, hasn't it? It really has. <laughs> it's it's a stacked roster. It really is. Um, so we then had our Artist of Stardom title number one contendership three-way elimination match with... And this is where my booking goes completely out of the fucking window. Um, the, <laughs> Queen, the Queen's Quest team of Azumi, Momo, and Sai Kamatani defeating the Donna Del Mondo team of Himika, Maika, and Natsupoi, my Himipoi, and Oida Tai, Natsukatora, Ruwaka, and Saki Kashima at 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Um, Chris, did you... (laughs) Did you agree with the booking? And yes, that ring announcement. That was hilarious. (laughs) Natsupoi's reaction to Azumi being announced as the high-speed champion was absolute gold. Just hitting her with a stick. <laughs> Azumi just creasing as well. It 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 was a it was an entertaining moment. Like um, very, I haven't heard a Japanese crowd going oh in such a long time. I know, I know. It was nice. It was good. What did you think about the result ultimately? 
makes sense because well, actually, kind kind of doesn't, kind of doesn't. Um, given what happened on one of the later shows, I might have had DDM go over. But but hey, um, it's fine. Beatus Belt isn't is it's much like the Goddesses Belt. It's not booked exceptionally well. It's kind of just booked. Hmm. So it didn't really matter who'd go through this. Um, Eradicator kind of tied up with Stars right now. So unless Stars is winning the main event, which he didn't, um, it would make no sense for Eradicator to go through. So that's fine. Um, it would be between DDM and Queen's Quest. And I guess DDM would be, um, both Himiko and Michael would be tied up with the um, tag belts. Tag belts. And that's probably going to be tied up with the white belts. So it's really the only option, eh? I would have. I still go back to my booking on the previous podcast. If you've got this all-out war, he says in inverted commas, um, between the Italian stars, yes, the artist of Stardom Time Championships are the most prestigious championships in the world. It's just something to add to that battle. Um, obviously, with the result of the main event, which we'll talk about. That's I mean, we try, we try to add it to. We tried to add it to the um, stars Cosmic Angels battle last year, and it didn't really matter. Overly, so I don't think the artists of Stardom belts are really gonna matter, especially since it's like the feud is literally just one of ideal, so the belts don't matter in that sense. So, like, you might as well just keep the belts away from it so you can give people who aren't involved in that feud something to do. It's led to a very interesting turn of events in this Oida Tie and Stars feud, which we'll talk about in a minute. I just thought the way that we spoke about it in the last podcast, it offered quite a few different ways out. You've got Oedetai winning here, Stars winning in the main event with Mayu pinning Tam, which means that we've then got that Y Belt Championship match as well, which is a match that everyone wants to see. Gives Tam then further down the line that definitive win over Mayu that she hasn't got. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not disappointed that Queen's Quest have won it because ultimately, you know, the artists of Stardom titles are the titles we give the least of a shit about, you know, aside from maybe the future. So I'm not overly bothered. I think Azumi, Momo and Saya will probably win. I'd be surprised if they didn't, but nah. Overall, this was fine. I thought Sa- Saki Kashima was the MVP with three really, really quick eliminations all in the same way. Kishikasai! 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 You can't say she's not consistent. She's no. essentially Tori. She's essentially Toriyano with a wider array of jokes. She is. That is exactly what it was. And just everyone seemed to fall into the same trap. He's like, "Stop it! What are you doing? <laughs> Have you not learned basic pattern recognition? <laughs> you know what she's going to do." Um, but yeah, You're, never mind. You are. You are a. You are a round shape going into a round hole. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> So yeah, Queen's Quest walk away as the number one contenders for the Artists of Sardin Belts to did... take on the winner of the main event, which we'll talk about in a moment. I did like Saya accidentally eliminating Azumi. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was supposed to happen, but it was it was a nice story crease. Um, again, it's, it's is nice it story to see... crease or is Saya just an idiot? I mean, both are a possibility. Because, she's, again, she's essentially Jack Evans, who isn't the smartest person. <laughs> Uh, it was nice for Sai to get the ultimate pin. You know, we we didn't want her to just disappear off the face of the earth after what was a very 
very good um, encounter with Utami at Budokan. So it's nice that she's going to be inserted into a title program, you know, even if it is, again, no disrespect, the artist of stardom. And it's nice that she got the pinfall as well. Um, I gave that three and a quarter, Chris. I gave it three. I, I enjoyed myself. I've had worse ten minutes. I don't ever want to hear about them. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Everyone here. Okay, I see how it is. Uh, match four then, the semi-main, was a three-way with B Priestley defeating Utami Hayashita and Suri with B getting the pin over Utami at 11 minutes and six seconds with the Queen's landing. Um, for me, this was the best B has looked in a long, long time. in sing- Well, I say in singles competition. You know what I mean, not a tag setting, Chris. Yeah, she looks all right, but... It's one of, like, two triple threat matches that would have been better served as a tag match. But we've had... Because, like, it's one of those things where you just see the triple threat and it's like, you just didn't have anywhere else to put these two, did you? <laughs> like, we had Shiri and Nutami. It's like, what are we going to do? Shit. Yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? Like, it is literally like... and We say this a lot when it comes to Stardom shows. We're normally just talking about the random B shows. This is a Corican show, and it feels like we just press random on fucking universe mode. Um... Other than that, the match was fine. The match was good, fast-paced. Um, no one really botched, which is saying something when it, when B's in a match. Um, but that was unnecessarily mean. It was um, unnecessarily mean. She's not a botcher, really. Um, I, I'm always happy to... I did enjoy, like, Shiri just pushing B aside like she's nothing. I like it when Shiri look, is, like, looking cool, because she's cool. Mm. Um... Some nice super kicks, leg slaps. Vince wouldn't approve, but yeah, there's not a lot to say. It was just a decent enough triple threat that didn't need to exist. It, like it existed to give people win over Utami, but better served in a tag match, right? Yeah, I don't think I don't know how much Shuri did in this. I think you're right. I think they just ran out of things to do with people, especially with only putting five matches on the card. Um, but. I thought B looked good here. She looked... She was the perfect mix of chicken shit and intelligent. Like, she just bombed out of the ring and let Suri and Utami tie themselves out, um, revisiting some of that fantastic chemistry they had in the five-star on the final day. Um, I think it's good that B got the pin over Utami um, because, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't see B walking out of Yokohama with the belt. Um, It was a clean, decisive win. Um, She... Both women decided they were just going to drop each other on their heads again um, with Utami dropping B on her head with a German suplex. And then whenever B does the regal plex, I flinch. And I don't know why. She doesn't do it particularly badly. I think it's just the way they land round their neck. But never mind. Um, I've just never watched the Jumbo Shrews match. Yeah, it was it was a decent enough match. It did what he needed to do. Again, Suri possibly didn't need to be in there, but that's by the by. Um, B upgrades Utami to the one who sucks most, uh, surpassing Momo in those prestigious ranks. Uh, while Utami, yeah, we all know when it comes to those lists, the most prestigious one is the tier list that I put up on Twitter a couple um, last week. Absolutely, Which I say con- a lot of controversial things. That's probably possibly the most controversial thing I've ever posted. <laughs> Um, Yutami, however, meanwhile promises to shut B's mouth at Yokohama Budokan and says that after that show, she will never say Shopai again. So just to clarify, Chris, the last time we had something like this was Julia telling Tora not to use the chain and magically 
she didn't use the chain anymore. So we could be in the final throes of the Shopai gimmick. How do you feel about that? She's still going to call Momo a loser. That is true. She probably will. <laughs> like, it, like this isn't an official stipulation, and I don't think Bees is honourable. That's a weird thing to say, because it's a weather time. Nothing's honourable. Shopai on a pole match. Show pie on a pie. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Thing? Are you just gonna put like? Are the you just gonna steal? Show are you just gonna put like Lady C on the fucking pole? <laughs> are you just gonna steal Red Narita and throw him up there? Like, there's no way. No, don't never let you book something. I think I'd be amazing at it personally. I think it'd be quality. Um, I gave it three and a half, Chris. It it was a good match. The women all had good chemistry. It told a decent story, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, three and a half is a valid score. I'd give it three and a quarter. We then move on to the main event, the return of Mina Shirakawa to action, which is nice. The Artist of Stardom Championship match with the Cosmic Angels team, the champions of Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano and Yunagi Sayaka, defeating the challengers, the stars team of Mei Wiwatani, Saya, Ida and Starlight Kid. At 20 minutes and 59 seconds, when Tam pinned Starlight with the Tiger Suplex. Um, now, um, I'm going to, I know you enjoyed this match and I know that you're going to talk probably, you're going to give it a lot of praise and I am as well. I thought it was a re- it was a really solid match, a really enjoyable match. The problem is this was the match that was potentially supposed to take place in January. And obviously I know that Mina's broken nose sort of shelved plans, which, you know, cannot be helped by anyone. For me, especially initially, to reignite the Stars and Cosmic Angels feud, it seemed to lack a little bit of the fire to start off with. And it just seemed, it all just seemed a little bit bland. It heated, it heated up towards the end, and it was, you know, a very, very good closing sequence. The Starlight and Tam exchanges in particular were absolutely fantastic. Pardon me, absolutely fantastic. Something was a little off to start off with. I don't know what it was. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I know there was a couple of timing issues with Mayu and Tam, which obviously we're not used to. Um, I, I don't know. There was something off. They picked it up, and it was a great close, and it was a match I enjoyed. I also think it was the fact that I think the wrong team won. But that's that's personal Ooh, preference. Controversial. Well, it's not, is it? We've already talked about why it should have happened that way. <laughs> but oh, you talked about why you think it should have happened that way. Someone may have a different opinion. I sound like one of those dicks on Twitter who come up, who just drop into a random discussion and go, "Well, that's your opinion." <laughs> you are one of those dicks on Twitter that does that. No, I'm not. State your own opinion. Just don't be a prick. So, what did you think of this match, Chris? I really liked it. I thought it was very good. I've watched it twice now because I forgot to take notes the first time. I forgot to take notes the second time, but I only, I only just watched it, so we're fine. Um, and then I forgot to put it on my match of the year thread three times. Good stuff. <laughs> um, because when I first watched it, it was the last thing I watched before I went to bed. So I watched... Well, I say that. The last thing I watched was The Simpsons on Disney Plus because I fell to sleep to it. But it's the last thing I watched where I was paying attention that day. And so I was in my head, I was like, okay, I really like that. I'll put it on my match of the year thread. And in my head, I thought I had, but I must have been very sleep deprived, Robert, because I didn't. And then I watched it today. And I, forgot, I was going to do it, when, it, but then we got distracted by thumbnails. And then, but now it's on there. But I really liked it. It had a really nice sense of escalation. Um, 
they went a lot harder than they had to for this particular match. Like Starlight Kid eating shit on a moonsault. Like eating complete shit on a moonsault. She really did, yeah. <laughs> um, everyone looked good. Like, this is probably the best thing Nagi's looked since her Julia match. She um, looked far more comfortable in this six woman setting, definitely. Especially in this match. Mm hmm. Um, Mina, I, I was about to say, hasn't lost a step, but she normally loses steps, so that would indicate that she wasn't good in this match. She was very good in this match. I'm glad to have her back. She, I don't uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it a back fist? She's learning. No, there was. There was. Uh, I must have just mentally blocked. However, out. and you'll be glad to know this, even though she did the uh, thigh slap on it on this, which is just the complete wrong sound, and we've discussed that <laughs> on many, many occasions. Um, she didn't do it on the next two shows. She didn't do the thigh slap, and it was much better for it. Yeah, just don't don't do back... Like, either watch Kenta Kabashi tapes or don't do it. Just lay it in there. I want to I wanna see Phil's break noses. That's probably not fair, given who is. Anyway, um, yeah, there was some timing issues between Mayo and Tampa. It was a bit weird, but then Tam and Starlight had incredible chemistry. It was really good at the end where people were just sort of fucking people out the ring. It's like, yeah, yeah, I did something. Oh, shit. It just bodies flying everywhere. It was like watching. Um, have, actually, have you ever played Minecraft? I'm really, really intrigued to follow this. So let's say, for argument's sake, yes. No, just answer the question. But have you? Have you actually? No, you haven't. Oh, you must be. A, you must be a bit old. Um, but. And like you'd set, like sometimes when I got bored and had Minecraft open, I just set TNT T over the place and explode it. That's kind of what the end of this match looked like. It was just carnage everywhere. Is that it? Or yeah, but basically, I was, honestly, I was banking on you having played Minecraft before. Uh... <laughs> sort of ruined your analogy, did it? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's weird because like. The worst part of this match was probably Mayu, and not that she was bad, just that every time she was in there, there was a tiny um, timing issue, mostly with Tam. But otherwise, it was really good. Really, all the. Um... See, I don't know, because I was going to call them younger talent, but then I realized Mina and Unagi are older than most of the people in the ring. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't call them younger talent, but I can't call all four of them rookies, because Starlight Kid's in there, she's probably the most tenured person next to Tam and Mayu. <laughs> So I'm not yeah. quite sure. I'm I'm gonna say the less tenured talent um or were mostly showcased and they all did themselves proud. They made a good account of themselves, which is what you should try and do in these smaller stakes championship matches. Um it was a ti- it was a tiny bit heatless, but then like escalated perfectly. If this had happened um a few months ago, we might be looking at something a bit more special. Mm. Which is a bit unfortunate. Um, they're probably going to reignite the feud at some point anyway because <laughs> it hasn't actually officially ended yet. Like that went to a fucking draw. But yeah, I I loved it. Four stars. I thought that talking about how Unagi looked better here, I think that Cosmic Angels as a team looked very solid. You know, we had a lot of triple team offense that seemed very very smooth. Um, and Yunagi was a good part of that. She seems to be adding a little bit now to her arsenal, which has been my huge, huge, huge downside of Yunagi recently. Um, but yeah, it's been it was a good match. It was hard hitting. Um, I gave it three and three quarters. I thought it was a decent match for what it did. 
I think that lack of fire initially hurt it slightly, but I think, like I say, that that exchange between Tam and Starlight, I think, was very, very good. Um, yeah, let's move on then, Chris, to the second show that we're going to look at, the Stardom New Century 2021 in Shinkiba, 13th of March 2021. Shinkiba first ring in front of 145 people. Uh, speaking of returns, this is Hannon's first match of the calendar year, so it's been nice to see her back. Um, just a couple of results to matches we're not really going to talk about. The three-way opener ended with Azumi defeating Lady C and Saya Kamatani at 4 minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, that was followed by the tag team match with Donna Del Mondo team of Himika and Micah defeating the Stars team of Goki and Death and the returning Hannon in 7 minutes and 9 seconds. Hanning appearing to have grown about 7 foot in her absence. Um, and then have we you ever had that? Did you ever have that in school where you went away and then suddenly you come back and someone's a fucking tower? I don't think you appreciate that I'm a school teacher sometimes because I've literally <laughs> had that this week. They've all come back and I'm like, bloody hell. I keep forgetting that you're a teacher. Like, cause you, you sw- because when you're around me, you like swear more than a teacher normally would because I'm not your student. And then you're like, when I remember, oh yeah, you're a teacher. You're, you're responsible for like molding young minds. Do you ever put over stardom in your class? Do you ever like find subtle ways to incorporate that? Like you're doing mathematics and it's like, okay, so if Mayu Iwatani holds the belt for 300 days and then Utami Hayashishita holds it for 155 days. What percentage of the run? year? What percentage of the year <laughs> did Mayu Iwatani yeah. hold it for? Yeah. Um, I might well do that. I might well do that at some point. I, if you're going to do that, I'd do it with like John Cena or something because you, like it's, it's hard enough. Maths is hard enough when you're what? How, how, old, do you, how, how old are the people you teach? Uh, 10 and 11. Oh God, that's an awful age. Um, is it? Is it though? I'm speaking. I'm saying that as my experience from an uncle. Oh, is this a niece that's trying to kill you, or you're convinced no. was trying to kill you? Oh, she's still trying to fucking kill me. She's evil. Mm-hmm. She's fucking evil. Why does no one believe? Everyone looks at her and there's like, oh, she's she's cute. No, she's not. She's a fucking little menace. Uh, speaking of little menace. menaces. Um, Six-woman tag team action. Cosmic Angels, Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Yunagi versus Donna Del Mondo, Julia Natsupoy, and Suri ended in Chris's favourite, a time limit draw in 15 minutes. Um, I should just say that something we missed out of the main event of the previous show was that Mina and Yunagi came together to challenge um, Himika and Micah for the tag belts, Who the Goddess of Star and tag belts. <laughs> Who weren't in this match for reasons. Yeah. Like, if this went to a draw, and it was setting, and it was literally just setting up the um, match for next night, I'm fine with that. I'm completely okay with that. But, like, are you telling me you couldn't have Julia and Natsupoy go over Goku and Death and the Child? Like, a- admittedly, just... Chris, admittedly, yeah. the booking was a little off. <laughs> yes. I will grant you that potentially they could have just swapped two of them out. But stop being a negative Nancy. So, all right, fucking with your toxic positivity. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this match? It, it was fine. I, I, if 
if it was an actual show, if it was an actual like showcase match for the night match after, I might have emotions towards it. But as it stands, I don't have any emotions towards it. I I'm trying to think of an analogy for Julia that isn't GI Julia, so I can have an original take. But otherwise, yeah, I like Shuri's kicks. I, I like Tam suplexes. Mina and Unagi are looking better with every match. Natsupoi has a stick. It was all fine. I thought Natsupoi and Tam's exchanges were really, really good here. And that sort Pick of plays up. into where where we're going to go on the next show. Um, but that, aside from Julia being an absolute dickhead to Mina, bearing in mind it was Julia who broke Mina's nose at the year-end climax and then is holding her nose between her fingers and then kicking her in the face, just like she did when she broke Mina's nose. Should dickhead we... move, but tremendous. She should have just done the got your nose bit. I think that's effectively what she was doing, and then she just scraped her nose across the top rope, which was just... just What a dick, but it was also amazing. Also, the joy on Natsupoi's face when Donna Del Mondo entered the ring... And Julia did the thing where she puts her knee up so that Natsupoy can sit on it. Natsupoy's face when she realised, oh, Julia's doing it! As though it was like this little <laughs> bit of acceptance. It was a really heartwarming moment in what was otherwise a... It was it was a match that was there. I'm, it, I'm waiting for a moment like that with Garth. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small moment of, yes, I accept you now. <laughs> yeah, the difference is, Chris, Natsupoy is... Just over four foot tall. Oh no, I don't want to sit on his knee. That'd okay. be fucking weird. Like, Garth that... is a touch over four foot tall. You yeah. are a bear of a man. Yeah, that stands I'm... at six foot two. I'm not six foot two. I'm shorter than you. Are you? Yeah. You're not. You're like you're, you're like an eighth of an inch taller than me. I think it's just because you are like seventy five percent hair. Seventy five percent hair. I'm not seventy five percent. I think it is just because because you have so much hair, it just makes you seem taller. Right, you're just mad that I can grow a better beard than you. You'll be a. I'm not going to rise to it. <laughs> not going to rise to it. Not going to rise to it. Not going to rise to it. Someone thought you were homeless on a bench once. That is right, my okay. response to that. I mean, yeah, but that was several years ago, and I was very much not dressed my best. I mean, I. <laughs> were you not dressed in your stereotypical black t-shirt hoodie? Um, excuse me. Excuse me, my the hoodie I wear most often is blue. Is this the Captain America one? No, I don't uh, have a Captain America hoodie. I have a Captain America t-shirt, which I wear with a Captain America um, snapback. It's great. I'm like pop-punk Captain America. <laughs> um, I gave this match three stars. It, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, I gave it two and three quarter. I felt next to nothing. Next match then, semi-main tag team action. The Awida Tai team of B Priestley and Konami defeating the Queen's Quest team of Momo Watanabe and Yutami Hayashishita with B Priestley getting the pinfall over Momo Watanabe with the Queen's landing at 13 minutes and 9 seconds. And fucking hell, Chris, some people on Twitter were not happy about this. People on Twitter just aren't happy every time Momo loses. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of the comments that i grabbed and i apologize i I accidentally screenshot it and didn't actually screenshot your name either um but it was what the fuck momo deserves better if this doesn't stop i shall stop watching stardom and i don't think i'm the only one momo does not deserve this in wrestling, my rule is if you get very like you can't let yourself get annoyed when one person's not winning as much as 
the rest because like ultimately it's not like Momo's been put in lower spots. Well, she's but like compared to what she was, yeah, we've tackled we've tackled around the past about why Momo might be slipping down the card a little bit, and it's like TLDR if you're new here. It's partly because Bushi Road are very aesthetically um, minded, and they have a very particular type. Essentially, like you can see it in both New Japan and here, and also um, a lot of the people who have debuted recently have a like. Not that Momo doesn't have a personality; she just has a very stoic personality. So, just in terms terms about, she's a bit low down, but like she was defending Stardom at. Um, Bud- uh, Yokohama Budokan and at their last big show in Osaka she had a title match so it's not like she's not doing anything she's just not as high the card as she used to be and you can argue whether that's right or wrong I wouldn't stop watching there's like better things to stop watching stardom over yeah definitely And just echoing Chris's sentiment here she went for the title at what was stardom's biggest show before Budokan in Osaka in December she main evented that show with Utami, put on a fantastic match. She then main evented against Suri at the at the festival, the Great Fire Festival, the Great Fire Festival Eve or whatever it was called. Main evented that great match. She then was one of the people going to Seedling to represent Stardom as well with Saeeda. Um, she then was had in a high profile singles match at Budokan with Nene Takahashi. Now. I'm not I haven't called that person out because their opinion is wrong. That that's not why I've done this. If you are a massive fan of Momo and just are repeatedly seeing them lose, welcome to being a Newcastle United fan. But no, in all seriousness. No, but like it it's she's kind of in like the Tomohiro Ishii position. Exactly. Someone made Wait. a fantastic comparison, Chris. She's Kenta Kabashi. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but she uh... if she gets that she's gonna get that cathartic that rise and finally get the championship because yeah, well, she is I, 20 I'm, she is 20 yeah, years how, old people forget how young this roster because is. yeah because she's been in the company for what seems like forever she's 20 years yeah. old and i saw someone really i can't remember who it was it was someone in the discord was talking about starlight kid in the same way about how how on earth can you nagi and mina have belts before starlight kid and on one hand, I I understand because Starlight Kid it's... is a very important, tenured, really good member of the roster. But you've got to remember, Starlight, yes, Mina and Yunagi have got the Artist of Stardom title belts. A, who gives a fuck about the Artist of Stardom title belts? Yes, they went for the Goddess of Stardom titles later on on this run of shows. Starlight, in the last couple of weeks, has gone for the white belt, main eventing a Corican show in an absolutely stellar match with Julia. She's going for the high speed belt again. She is current. She seems to be some manner of ambassador. She was the host of that thing that her and Mayu did, where they were looking back on Mayu's career. She hosted that. So she's not being buried, or she's just seen as a... Plus, again, like you said, Chris, she's 18. Mina and Yunagi are 30 years plus. It's also a case of, like, because, okay, so in terms of, like, pure wrestling ability, Momo is better than, would I, would, it be so, would I be too bold to say that in terms of, like, a pure wrestler, Momo is better than any of the champions right now? Like, she's better than Utami. She's better than, um, she's better than Tam. She's better than Micah. She's better than, like, etc. She's, she's better than, like, a, as a pure 
But like at that point, you're mistaking wrestling for um, what's it called? A meritocracy? Mm. Not a meritocracy. Is that what it's called? I've completely forgotten the word. I'm annoyed. But like you're mistaking it for um, it's definitely not meritocracy. I've forgotten what the fucking word is. But like um, you're mistaking wrestling for something where talent always comes first. When like you can just look in like the entirety of wrestling history, and that's definitely not the fucking case. No, like that's never been the case. I th- I, I think that's a problem because like a lot of people who come on to especially like Sardom and New Japan, I feel like that's some of the first falling off points after you come off WWE and go over to Japanese wrestling. And I think pe- a lot of people mistake it for um, oh because. They're not WWE. They're going to push for everyone that, but everyone that I want to see pushed, and that's just not how that works. That's never been how that works. Like a lot of my favorite wrestlers right now don't get pushed very often. <laughs> like, yeah. and that's I, I I hate saying this because I understand the frustration. But that's kind of just the nature of the beast. And I understand going like because I say it all the time like WWE doesn't deserve Daniel Bryan. And but to be fair, I say that for reasons other than his push because he's getting a title match this weekend. He's getting a title match tonight. Will I watch that? I, well, I might have to steal Rob's network and watch that. But yeah, I I, I don't know. Like I don't think Momo's had a fair, unfair shake at it, and she does she does want every opportunity given. If she was frustrated, I wouldn't blame her. If she went somewhere else, I wouldn't blame her. But like, I don't think her current predicament because she's been pushed. She's either been in constant title programs or um, in high-profile feuds. This is the first time since well, since a, since Five Star actually, where she hasn't been in some form of a high-profile feud. Because she went from Five Star to B to Itami to Shiri to Nene. Mm. She, she it's not it's not like she's she's booked better than Ishii because Ishii half the time doesn't have a fucking feud going on. Yeah, he's just in six-month tags, isn't he? Yeah, so it's just now past Budokan where she doesn't really have a ton going on. And like that just happens sometimes. Half this roster um, goes between tournaments floating. And I understand the the frustration if you are a Momo fan with the whole B thing. B seems to constantly have the upper hand on Momo. Unfortunately, at the moment, they are heating B up because ultimately, and yes, I know this was going on far beyond um, B's title challenge, but she had, she is going to go over here because... She's going for the red belt. She isn't going to pin mm-hmm. Utami again. She's only just pinned Utami. I and imagine this Shopai thing will eventually have some sort of cathartic sort of climax to it. Maybe not, but ultimately, I still stand by my claim. I still stand by my theory that it's just B saying shit. Maybe it's the, Will Os- it's the Will Osprey school of doing things. I imagine Momo Watanabe at some point will rise to the top. I imagine she has. She has got so much time left and it's not like she's never had a title you know it's not you know the starlight kid thing i understand she's never held a singles title in start apart from the um future but momo held the white belt for 350 something days and defended it the most out of any champion so mm-hmm. she's still there or thereabouts yes it might seem that she's been buried slightly uh- I feel like we talk about this every podcast. Like every, we everyone do. takes a, we do. everyone takes everyone takes a questionable pin at points. Like B, literally, it was the case. Like if I was booking it, I might have B beat Utami again. Mm. 
Oh, actually, if I was booking it, I wouldn't have had the triple threat at Corrick and found something else for both of them to do and then have Bigo of Utami here. But, yeah, it's not... Ultimately, I don't think this one pin is indicative of how Uta- uh, how, no, how a Momo's been booked. Because she, she, she's definitely been on a losing streak, but I... I it's at one t- it's on one hand understandable, on the other hand I think a tad overblown. Used to get it like back when I was really headfirst in WWE, used to get that with absolutely everyone. Even when like even like Dolph Diggler when he was being constantly pushed, people were like, Oh, they're holding him down. Like it's it's probably not half as bad as you think and bleh. I don't know. It's I, I don't know what else to say, because we do talk about Momo's push every week. I feel like we talk about it more than half the title matches we talk about. Right. Well, this match was fine. Um, it did what it needed to do. B Priestley looks incredibly strong. Um, heading into Yokohama Cinderella. Um, let's move on. Six moment tag team action in the main event of this show. The Uiditai team of Natsukatora, Ruwaka and Saki Kashima defeating the Stars team of Mei Watani, Saeeda and Starlight Kid. With Ruwaka pinning Saeeda with what would be ref- what would eventually be called the Freezer Bomb or the Freezer Splash at 16 minutes and 23 Freezer. seconds. Yes, it's a Is nod. That- it's a nod to Nene Takahashi's refrigerator bomb. Oh, right. See, I was going to ask whether or not it was like the kitchen appliance of Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> no, it's a nod to Nene Takahashi. Um, this might... This was very, very similar to every other Oedetai and Stars six-woman tag that we've had. But they acknowledged that in the post-match, which I thought was good. And then this would lead on to what was being said on the 14th. Um, it was Ruwaka who got the pinfall over Sayurida, but that was with um, interference from Sakishima giving Sayurida the gentlest of gentle love taps on the head with the chair. Um, Ruwaka would then go on to challenge Sayurida for the future belt. Um, Chris, what do you make of Ruwaka since she turned heel? My my nana used to warn me of the dangers of rock and or roll. And I think, quite frankly, think it's visible on the screen. Now, don't let your children listen to rock. I, it, I, I just realized, see, my statement's laughable when as soon as you see like my Discord photo, because it's like me in makeup. With mm-hmm. the, I mean, you can see clearly to like belong. You can tell that I'm a degenerate. But like, I just realized half the people watching this won't have seen my Discord. Oh, so it makes no sense to them. Um, th- th- I'm just nipping out the bud because I don't want to be called a Christian fundamentalist again. Um, again? <laughs> oh no, no, I remember. I was that. on. I was on Forest for people. I was on one of Forest Over streams, and we were laughing about his running joke of Eugene Nagata being a war criminal, and someone accused us of being Trump supporters. Madness. Yeah. Anyway. Um, which is weird because we, we like we we were very clearly against war crimes, but yeah, this is just your standard stars versus the weather type. Like to be fair, for most people coming in on Budokan and they sign up for Stardom World, I think we had a couple of them in our Discord actually. This will be the um, this will be their first stars versus the weather type match. So we might have really liked it, but like for us, we've kind of seen this a lot, <laughs> so um, I. There's definitely a feud here going forward. I hope it goes like crazier, like not 
n- n- never bring the chain in again. But like light tubes, I'd be into light tubes. Yeah, of course you would, because that's all you talk about when it's matches like this. It just seems to be your kink at the moment is light tubes. To be to be to be fair, I'm surprised I didn't get chucked up my own Discord earlier of what I said about the faction. Which <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. Um <laughs> Tell me it's not a good idea. Tell me you wouldn't want to watch that. Tell me you wouldn't want to watch that as a New Japan thing. I wouldn't honestly, want to watch that as a New Japan Because honestly, I want to see if Ishii can bleed, because I think he's just made a stone. I've seen Ishii bleed. I'm sure I have. Has he? He must have bled at some point. He must have done. He must have but done. If I cut you, will you bleed? On that terrifying note. Um, <laughs> so yeah. There's a quote from Batman vs. Superman. That's not a terrifying movie. It's a hilarious movie. Martha. Overall, um, I didn't hate this match. It was just it was just a case of it's the same match that we've seen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Tora then said to um, May, look, we've had this match several times. We've beaten you every single time. You're going to have to come up with something better than this. And she gave her until the end of the 14th to come up with a stipulation. So that is where we are headed. The 14th of March show from Shinjuku Face, 230. 34 people. Um, I'm just going to quickly whip through the first couple of matches. The results Azumi defeated Lady C in 6 minutes and 22 seconds. Um, the Donna Del Mondo team of G.I. Julia and G.I. Suri as well. I thought that was tremendous. Uh, defeated Stars team of Hannon and Sayurida at 11 minutes and 46 seconds. Um, the Uedatai team of B. Priestley and Konami defeated Queen's Quest team of Momo Watanabe and Saya Kamatani in 13 minutes and 17 seconds, which I'm sure really, really impressed Momo Watanabe fans even more. Um, anyway, let's move on to the first match we're going to talk about, the six-woman tag team match. The Uedatai team of Natsukatora, Ruwaka and Sakashima defeating the Stars team of Gokin Death, Mei Uitani and Starlight Kid. Again... Match was nothing to write home about. Very similar to the previous match. Uh, However, what we are going to talk about... Because Death was on one side. (laughs) Yeah, that is literally the only difference. And the fact that Mayu forgot... And I can't remember if this was the 13th or the 14th, but on one of the nights, Mayu forgot her wristband and therefore had to send Hanan running to the back to go and get it. And she got there just in time for Mayu to throw it into the crowd. So thank God for Hanan. Um... Post-match, Tora turned to Mayu and said, um, I've given you a day, what have you come up with? And the first thing Mayu said was, we're going to face each other in a sumo showdown, which Tora, <laughs> Tora looked at her and went, have you seen who you're talking to? Can you even lift me? Which really made me giggle. Bro, um, do you even lift? <laughs> bro, do you even lift? Um, and then Mayu went, no, okay, fair enough. What about if we did some rope work? To which Tora just went, you're an idiot, basically. No, that's absolutely... What? No. Um, so it, she it said... It basically played out like a Podmania production meeting. It was very much like... A, yeah, if you imagine Maya was Chris and uh, me as Tora, that was pretty much what happened. Um, so Tora said, thankfully for you, Awida Tai have come up with a suggestion. They proffered the idea of a five-on-five elimination tag match, uh, which will be on the 4th of the 4th, the Yokohama Cinderella card, um, with the last one eliminated from the team that loses, they will become part of the other unit. So, for example, if Mayu was the last one to be eliminated on the Stars team and the Stars team lost, then she will be forced to join Oedatai. 
Um, what do you think of this stipulation, Chris? Early prediction. Who do you see winning and who do you see turning? Um, well, it depends on how you want to play it. If you want to play it serious, you could have someone like um, like you could have like Melu's have to go there and have basically have a way to say abuse her and have herself have her have to fight her way up the faction. That could be interesting. Or have Starlight go forward and she has a black mask. She becomes like turns from like Tiger Mask to Black Tiger. Or you can have Daph go over. That'd be quite a cool story. I mean, yeah, I think. No, no, I know. Have Daph go over, and she she's dresses the same, but holds a balloon because she's now Pennywise. <laughs> I imagine if Death goes back, she will just become Death Yamasan again. Um, I like the Starlight idea. I hadn't thought about that. Maybe that could be the way that she breaks out of being Starlight Kid and becomes, you know, the Sky Tiger or whatever. She e- is the next pokey like- evolution of uh, of Starlight Kid. Evil like kid, dark, <laughs> I, li- dark like kid, dark. moonlight kid, moonlight kid. Oh god, twilight kid. She has like fans. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I watched Twilight no. for the first time on my birthday. Why would you do that to yourself? Okay, so basically, what happened? Um, I obviously couldn't see anyone on my birthday because you know hellhole, but. Um, so I was talking to my friend Hannah. She was like, "Do you want to do something over like Zoom for your birthday?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, can we want to have a movie night?" She's like, "Yeah, what do you want to watch?" I'm like, "You should." I'm like, "You can pick." I pick a bad thing just to um, just to teach them a lesson. Well, not a bad thing, but but something I I'll enjoy that they might. So I I I picked Twilight. We had fun. We we talked about who what team we'd be on. I'd be Team Jacob. He's much nicer than Edward. Edward's a fucking creep. I wouldn't date Edward. If if someone came to me and said, you're my own personal brand of heroin, block, never talk to him again. I will be honest, I've stopped listening. (laughs) You sound like my dad. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell! Jesus! Um, No, I... I I imagine we'll, we're not going to have Mayu Tim. We're not going to have Natsukatora go. I mean, we are assuming, of course, there will be a Wee tie that wins. I imagine it probably Honestly, will be a, a Wee tie that wins. It's a bit boring if someone from Stars wins, because as soon as someone's in Stars, they're just sort of like happy all of a sudden. Well, I imagine until, because until they are not. forced to go in, there's going to be some sort of. Imagine if it was Konami that had to come back, and then Jungle comes back and they have to share a unit again. That'd be quite cool. But then you also have to, like, have several months of disgruntled Konami. Which is best Konami? Pissed off and annoyed Konami is best Konami. Yeah, it's either that or not giving a fuck Konami. Yeah. That's good in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, overall match, not really worth talking about. This stipulation, I think, is interesting. Um, I I imagine we're going to get a little bit of unit movement anyway, just from something I've seen about the Donna Del Mondo announcement, which I'll I'll talk to you about in a minute. Moving on to the three-way match that semi-mained this show, Natsupoi defeating Tam Nakano and Yutami Haishita, where she stole the pin from Yutami and pinned Tam in 16 minutes and 34 seconds. Um, this was uh, This was an interesting winner. I think Natsupoi was seen as the pin eater in this match, Chris, when I, when I first saw it. 
Um, well, to be honest, when I first saw it, I was like, huh, so that's the point going for one of the bounce fan, because why the fuck else would you make this triple threat? That would literally be the only thing this served, because, like, it, it's basically, it's, it's an interesting situation, because it's basically a triangle, and whoever pins can go for that belt. But you're not going to have your time or time going for fucking high speed, are you? No, that is true. That is true. Um, so, like, for me, it's almost a final conclusion that that's probably was going to win because you don't want either of those. Because it's the only way anything's going to get done. Especially since we have Yokohama in, what, two weeks? Uh, yeah, it's two weeks on Sunday. Two weeks yeah, today, well, it, in fact. It, it, it is Sunday, Rob. I was about to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought it was oh. Saturday. That's depressing. Oh, Back you should know. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I remember when I had things to do on Monday. I, I fucking hate lockdown. Uh,. So, so yeah, um, the match itself is not actually. It's, they basically it's a house show match. Basically, they all did like the signature spots to pop the crowd, but otherwise it was nothing to write home about. I, I like the result. I think it's an interesting result. Could lead to Tam versus Natsupoi is not something I thought of, but now that it's on the table, I'm kind of hype. Yeah, same. I mean, you sort of take Natsupoy off the table with it being the high-speed champion. Um, but, it, you know, it, they've got history together. I know that in At-Rest Girls, they were they have history, so it's a nice little story beat. Um, the match itself, I thought, was, I thought it was good. Um, it was probably just... It, was, it wasn't quite a match of the year, can they? It wasn't a three-and-three-quarter star match. I think it was probably between three-and-a-quarter and three-and-a-half, three and I think. Um, but all all the women got their shit in. Um, at some point, and I can't quite pinpoint where it is, Natsupoi gets knocked loopy, and you know you can tell she's really, really struggling with a post match promo. Um, and she was thusly taken off the cards for the twentieth and the twenty first. Um, but yeah, she pins uh, Tam. She's an opportunistic pinner. Um, she is going for the Y belt, um, and then. Starlight Kid sort of intervenes and says that, don't forget you're the high-speed champion, basically. I'll come for the high-speed belt. Natsupoi accepts. Uh, but not before Natsupoi had held the high-speed belt up at Tam, and Tam had literally said, I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> Which, don't, tremendous. Stop burying divisions, Tam. Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. Like, remember when Okada called the IC belt the silver medal? To be honest, if you're Tam and you're the white belt champion, the white belt that's just headlined Budokan, would you then want to go for the high speed belt? More, more gold. More, more gold. Just become the belt collector, become Austin Aries. Yeah, well. Mm. Then again, didn't Kenny Omega try to do that? And then it's a pandemic, so he can't go anywhere else. <laughs> he can have the impact belt in the uh, the AEW yeah, belt, that's it. Because you know what, everyone. Who, who even is the impact champion right now? Is it Swan? It's still Rich Swan, yeah. Yeah. Uh. He's held on to that shit for a while. Mm. And and Impact's been, like, trudging along. Finji's is their tag champions now. That's weird. What'd you give this match, Chris? Oh, um, three. Three. Fair enough. Let's move on to the main event, then. The Goddesses of Stardom title match. The champions, Donna Del Mondo, Himika, and Micah, defeating the challengers, Cosmic Angels, Mina Shirakawa, and Yunagi Sayaka, with Micah pinning Mina with the Michinoku driver in 18 minutes and 33 seconds. Um, Chris, opinion. 
Really? But, That's it? No, okay. It, 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 okay, so this is like... It, they're the worst of each table. Like, in DDM's case, that's not, like, a total insult, because, like, Kimmich is good, Mike is good, they're just among, like, Shiri, Natsupoya, and Julia. Mm-hmm. Who are all, like, fantastic in their selected fields. Like, Micah and Himmich are the ones sort of floating in space, not really having their foothold quite as well as both three do. But, um, on the other side, um, Unagi, she has her fans... I'm still like I'm convinced she can do the underdog story. I'm not convinced she can do the underdog comeback. And then Mina, Mina's grown on me. I'm fine with Mina. She fuck the back fist though. And then like this match didn't. If this match was ten minutes. I'd probably have the same opinion of it. I'd have of the um tag match at Budokan where it was good, but the non-champion team clearly had more chemistry together. Whereas here, it's that but stretch out far too thin. Far, far too thin. For, like, these four people. I did think it was interesting that it was <laughs> Unagi that was the hot tag, and not mm-hmm. Mina. Yeah. Um, Unagi's not proven herself as, like, a fu- as fiery. She, she's proven herself as sympathetic. Yeah, and <laughs> you've just, I mean, it, it was an, I don't I understand why they would do that. You've just had seven singles matches in a row where she's fighting from underneath. You don't want to then do it again in a tag setting. I still don't see her with enough offense to be the hot tag. But then again, I also don't really see Mina as the hot tag either. I feel both women still need Tam. Um... The match, especially the first half of the match, the first half of the match was Micah and Himika just beating the shit out of Mina. Um, 18 minutes was a long time for this match. A long time for what are effectively three rookies and Himika. And Himika is still technically a rookie. It's a long time. And I'm not saying this is a bad match. It's not a bad match by any stretch of the imagination. All women had their flashes. Um, Micah especially, I think, was the MVP of this match. I just, there was no build to this match. It seemed like a very hastily thrown together match. They'd had no matches against Himika and Micah in the lead up. And in the lead up, I mean the one show that preceded this one. Mina and Yunagi have not really done anything to warrant getting a Goddess of Stardom title match. And yeah, it just, it was. It was stretched a lot. There was large sections of this match that you could cut out. The closing stretch was good, but then again, you're going to be hard pressed to find a stardom match where the closing stretch isn't very good. Um, it was it's just. Cheap. It was a fine start and a fine ending, but like that, like you don't. A lot of people seem to just judge matches on that when like the middle can set up so much. Exactly. I mean, don't but forget I, we I didn't. To, I want to. Oh, the terrifying highs, the worrying lows, the creamy middles. <laughs> Well, we did have that because don't forget, Yunagi did hit the I'm entering war god mode now. So we did have that. Um, right. I might offend some of the blue noses who cluck their tongues, roll their eyes, and say, What's to be done with this Chris O'Brien? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was trying to quote The Simpsons, but I forgot the quote halfway through. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it, it was. 
it was a match that was there. It was a filler defense in almost every single way of the word, unfortunately. Um, I don't think it did a great deal for Mina and Unagi. For me, and I know I'm potentially being, I'm potentially piling on a little bit, it exposed them for, you know, how far behind Himika and Micah they actually are. Um, but by the by, I gave it two and a half, Chris. So did I. I didn't, well, when I gave it two and a quarter, I didn't actively hate it. Just, it was very, very flawed. Yeah, it was. And I think the the issues in the offense came to the fore quite badly. Um, and you just, you, you never, never thought, and I know this doesn't ordinarily affect a match, like we didn't, for example, know, we, we knew Sai Kamatani wasn't going to come out of Budokan with the belt, but it didn't affect your enjoyment of the match. Here, I knew Mina and Yunagi weren't coming out with the belts, and it actually did affect my enjoyment slightly of the match, but I think it's because of all the reasons that I gave beforehand. Um, However, after this, um, Micah called out the team of Julia and Suri to basically name them the next challengers to the Goddess of Stardom Belts, which means that, yes, Julia has managed to work her way up from the bottom of Stardom to a championship opportunity in three uh, shows, which is quite impressive. Start from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> um, I enjoyed this massively because the match is going to be tremendous and we've got condescending julia which is where my fantasy booking is going to come in uh when we talk about the yokohama cinderella show now chris have you got anything else you'd like to say before i read you the cards of the next couple of shows um yes you never said when i took this job it's dental covered <laughs> that that's literally how I feel right now. Um so anyway, the second part of the road to Yokohama Cinderella um at Corrigan is on the 26th of March and the card is as follows. Um Sayurida versus Ruaka for the Future of Stardom Championship, uh, three-way between Natsupoi, Lady C and Goki Can Death. Uh Hina is returning on the card with a tag team match between Mike and Himika and Utami and Hina. Um, we've also got Rena's in-ring return, six-woman tag, Mayu, um, Starlight Kid, and Hanan taking on Natsukatora, Saki Kashima, and Rena. Tag team match is the semi-main with Julia and Suri taking on Konami and B Priestley. And then in the main event, we've got the Artist of Stardom Championship match, Tam, Mina, and Yunagi taking on the number one contenders, Momo, Azumi, and Saya Kamatani. Chris, what do you think of that card? Solid wee card. I'm really, I'm, I know it seems like the weirdest thing to take away from this, but I really like the look of that um, future match. That could be good. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to any... Because reader matches, they're always, they, know, they don't system themselves, do they? They kind of just come and go, and it's like, I've I've had a good time. Very rarely cracks my match of the year, but like, I always watch it, and I have a good time. And it's like, uh, wrestling's good, isn't it? Yeah, no, it should it should be an interesting match. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and I know this is a bold claim. It wouldn't surprise me if Ruwaka wins with so, Oida Tai interference. I think Ruwaka could you, win. Are you telling me Ruwaka could win a belt designed for people within her demographic? She's sixteen. Demographic. She's sixteen, Demo- mate. Demographic's the wrong word to use there. 
but I don't know what I, I don't know what other words I could use. The only thing is, the only thing is, I don't see who else Eda's going to take on. You know, you've got Hina and Rina coming back, which is great. You've got Hannon who's coming back, which is great. But I don't really see them as championship caliber, even if it is the future, which, you know, I know. But Ruaka with Oida Tai interference, it's another wrinkle in the Oida Tai versus Stars story, definitely. Yes. So hmm. let's move on then. The 28th of March, got day and night shows in Osaka. And the cards are thus. So in the day, we have got Suri versus Momo versus Lady C. We've got uh, Mayu and Sayurida versus Konami and B Priestley. During these shows, we have got what is known as the Unit Tournament, um, which is just a six-woman tag tournament, basically, um, with Yutami, Izumi, and Sayakamatani being one to- one team, uh, Yunagi, Tam, Mina being another team, uh, Tora, Ruaka, Saki being one team, and then Micah, Himika, and Julia being one team. That's basically what this is. So we've then got the unit tournament first round, which is Cosmic Angels versus Queen's Quest. We've then got the next tournament round one, which is Julian, Micah, and Himika versus Natsuka, Tora, Saki, and Ruaka. And then in the main event of the day show, it is Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid for the High Speed Championship. Um, I mean, let's be perfectly honest, Chris. That's that's the match from this day show, isn't it? Natsupoi versus Sai, uh, Starlight Kid. That could be a tremendous match. Mm. That could be very good. That could be very high speed. Well, that's for division, I guess. I, that that was a poorly executed joke. Um, take two. No. Um, yeah, like that, that could be very good. I'm really looking forward to that. Starlight's been Loki, one of the best things about Stardom this year. I say Loki. She's the best Stardom match of the year. But you know. She has been tremendous this year. She's I can't believe she's the same performer that she is that, you know, when I first started watching Stardom, she's just come on so much. Um the night show is as follows. We have got Lady C versus B Priestley, um, Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe versus Konami, which is a tasty little uh, three way. Momo's gonna get pinned and we're gonna have to talk about Momo for yes, ten minutes. One hundred percent one hundred percent that is going to happen. Um Suri and Natsupoi versus Mayu Iwatani and Saya Ida in a tag match. And then in the semi-main, we've got the unit tournament third place playoff. And in the main event, it is the unit tournament finals. Um, Chris, anything that jumps out at you? Or would you like me to read you the Yokohama Budokan show from the 4th of April? Um, yes. Right. Let's do this then. So... And this this is the thing I imagine we're going to talk about for quite a bit. So, the Yokohama Cinderella 2021 show in spring. So, we open with a three-way, Azumi versus Hina versus Lady C. Um, match two, singles match, Momo Watanabe versus Mina Shirakawa. Third match, Yunagi Sayaka versus Sayaka Matani. Match four, we've got the Loser Joins the Enemy Elimination Tag Match. The teams being Mayu Iwatani, Starlight Kid, Sayurida, Goki Kandeth, and Hanan versus Natsukatora, Saki Kashima, Konami, Ruaka, and Rina. Match five is Tam versus Natsupoi for the Wonder of Stardom title. Star, uh, match six, 
is the World of Stardom Championship match between Unami and B. Utami and B. <laughs> Unami. Unami. And then the main event is the Goddesses of Stardom title match. Micra and Himika versus Julia and Suri. Couple of things. The way you said you said Utami's there, it's like a really posh person saying you know me. Unami. Oh, Unami, dear. Unami, mate. Unami. Unami, dear. Yeah. Mad Nami, bruv. What else? Um... I like that card, but I'm surprised what the main event is. They're clearly putting stock in Julia. I guess they see... I don't know. They seem to not have faith in Utami as a draw, but also, like, if they didn't have faith in that, why the fuck should we put the belt on her? It's a weird one, isn't it? Because also, they're not putting a... It's not like they're giving... Like, no insult to, like, B, Saya, and uh, Micah. Because... Um, the two title matches this year so far have in some way delivered and in and like I have faith in B versus Utami because it's a matchup that happened before and I liked it then. But like when on paper these aren't these these, these don't have the hyper May match would have, and I know that's partly because it's not May. But they're not like after Momo, they've been given a I, I don't want to say lower talent, but like not people you don't expect to beat her. Like her last three defenses have felt uh, on paper have felt like filler, which is fine. But no, it's I don't know. I think you can only get away with two fillers on the bounce. I think you can only get away <sighs> with like, especially when it's for fucking like the white belt. I got the the tag belts. I don't fucking get. I'm because I understand like um, DDM are more popular, but at the same time. But, like, uh, uh, when it came to Budokan, Tam versus Julia was the more fulfilling story. It just was. Yeah, the DDM Civil War, not so much. I'm with you 100%. I mean, I don't think anyone, anyone that I've that I've spoken to in regard to the Budokan show back at the start of the month, nobody had issue with the fact that the white belt main events over the red belt. Mm-hmm. I think the only people who didn't that were, like, people who were new to Stardom and didn't. And like, but like here makes no sense. Makes absolutely no fucking sense. I hate this. I I don't hate. I, I hate don't... this for one one reason. You made the really? statement. No, not at all. I, you made the statement at Budokan that you were putting your faith and your entire premise on the future by putting Saya Kamatani in that match with Utami. You were putting everything behind the future, and let's not. Beat around the bush here, Utami is that future as well. How the fuck are you going to have Utami as the future of you if you never let her main event a show? A show of this magnitude. Okay, yes, this isn't Budokan, but that's by the by. This. The white belt, fine at Budokan. The red belt should be maining event, main eventing here, irrelevant of who is in it. Unless you have Luke- got them, there is going to be something happening. At the end of this, ta- at this end of this tag title match, there just has to be. That is why it's been put at the at, in the main event. I think it, it's been put in the main event because Julia is one of the bigger draws right now. But you can't just put Julia in the main event when she isn't the red belt champion. It was fine when she was the white belt champion. Is. This is the tag title belt. Uh. It. This is not what should be main eventing this show. And to me, this is a really we underwhelming don't get, we, card. We don't, we, Never seem to care about the tag title belt. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, I, I understand I don't that, mind Chris. The, I think the card's perfectly, perfectly good. I, I, I like the matchups. I mean, I'm, 
yeah, Tam versus Natsupoi, I think, would be a good match. The loser joins the enemy elimination tag match. Yeah, I think we've got some interesting ways that they can go, depending on what they choose as the winner. Utami versus B, I can take a leave. That's that's nothing against B. I just, you know, I just I don't think B is winning. Um I just I don't I think the tag match is gonna be great. I think the tag match is gonna be really, really good. It should not be main eventing this show mm-hmm. because it sends a completely different message than the one you were sending going into Budokan. Mm-hmm. Like it it it's almost like if you really, really, really wanted to push that message, you maybe should have saved it for here or something. And like have Utami go up against someone say for a Budokan. Like it ended up working out at Budokan. Exactly. But I, I don't know. It's like I don't know where the faith is. Like there's no point in putting your belt on some like on a someone shocking like Utami was a little bit shocking. Like it made sense, but it was a little bit shocking. There's no point in put like say you want what you want about main event evil. At least he was main eventing. Exactly. Utami's much better than main event evil, by the way. If she was having because she people love that. I like I'm not as mad on it as other people are, but people love that Micah match. That's proof that um Utami can doesn't need someone above her skill level to put on a satisfying main event. And B's no slouch. No, no, B's no slouch. But like B is like if I had to go on purely in ring ability, she's definitely below Utami. Like, but it would still be very good. Like it's not it's on because this match has happened and it happened like it was like two years ago it happened. But it was still very good two years ago. It was, I really liked the match they had two years ago at the time. But you've then got Julia, who has said, "I want to start at the at the um, very yeah, very and bottom," main, and she's main like, eventing Yokohama, which just it makes yeah. no sense to the story you're trying to tell. Yeah, it's it's almost like they let the wrestlers choose their stories and then just book the card, ignoring the stories they were telling. We're like, "Oh, have your quaint little stories." The only this- thing I can think. The only thing I can think that is going to happen, if you're trying to elevate the tag titles, great, fine. But this don't isn't the show a, to do don't it. Have, don't have a red belt match in the same card, then. Exactly. Don't, I, just, I do not understand how this main event's over the red belt. The only way I can think that this is main eventing over the red belt, you saw that there was condescending actions from Julia towards Micah, and there's been stuff on Twitter between the two about Julia feeling that Micah's being too arrogant and too basically out there and the only thing i can think of is that this is going to result in something happening within donna del mondo that's the only reason that i can think that this would go on last because the just the fact that this match has julia in it cannot be the reason that this is main eventing that that can't be the reason it's not the belt it's not the people in the match despite you know julian sherry being very very good very, very good. Micah is getting there. Himika getting there. But then that's this isn't a, this doesn't feel like a main event match to me. Certainly over a red belt match because ultimately Stardom have eventually got to put Utami on top in one of these big shows. You're not putting the faith in Utami if the only time you're going to put her in a main event match is if her next challenger is someone like Mayu. Because mm-hmm. that's basically saying to everyone watching that the only reason the red belt is on is because the person challenging Utami is better than Utami, can drag Utami to a good match. Which is bollocks. Because of the point you've just made, she had a fantastic... I was one of those people that really, really liked that match with Micah. I thought that match with Micah was tremendous. She had a 
an absolutely barnstorming match against Saya Kamatani, if that didn't show the Sardom officials that actually I can main event with this belt, because not only how did, is she only the semi-main, Chris, she's lost two matches in a row. How did the Mica match draw? How... Like um, 700 and... I think it was 721. That's I good for her. That's very good for a Corican. It's one of the it, best Corricans they've drawn since... They've drawn 700 a couple of times. So let me just quickly check, because I know um, Year End drew um, 700 as well. So just let me quickly check. Um, events... 10th anniversary show drew... 10th anniversary show drew 713 people. And the... Year end climax drew seven hundred and thirteen, which tells me that that Hi. is a sellout for um, Corrigan at this point. I think I said this at the time, but um, the they put the belt on Utami seemed to be banking on the fact that Stardom is a big enough name to draw, no matter who the champion is, so they can use the time to build Utami, which is great. But it's almost like they they they've half asked. It's like, um, I know some people hate WWE comparisons, but it's like whenever we put the belt on CM Punk and we never put him in the main event. It's like that. It's like, don't put your belt on someone if you're not going to have a main event. Or like, for a pure example, when Riccio was champion, he never felt like the guy. And it's not, and like, in Tifa and Riccio's case, it might more be down, be more down to like him and anything else. But like, Utami definitely has that star quality that could carry a belt this early on. So I don't know. I I honestly don't know why it's not main eventing. Overall, it's like it's one of those things that I definitely we're still going to enjoy the show, especially since I'm pretty sure it's on Samurai TV again. It is. It is. A bit to be desired. Yeah, but the booking leaves a tiny bit to be desired here, which is a shame because I felt the same going into Budokan. I just yeah. Um, I can see why people feel a little underwhelmed with this card. Um. It I'm has the potential to be fantastic. Um, I'm not un- underwhelmed as such, because like, this isn't a Budokan, this is basically what a Korokin show would have been in other times, and this is a perfectly acceptable Korokin show. But at, at the same time, that doesn't take away that the booking's not great. Because, like, I, I don't know, if you're trying to just don't have the red belt on the show, have it in a special singles match or something. I don't know. Just, it's a weird thing. Like, because, again, I got it at Budokan. I don't get it here. No, agreed. Agreed. Right, let's end the podcast there then, Chris. Um, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, the idea is that we are going to do one show. The next Corican show is the 26th, which is a Friday. We record on the Sunday. Um, at the moment, we're going to keep it as the Sunday, but obviously it does depend completely on stardom uploads. So... If it's going to be a little bit later, which it potentially is, it might be Tuesday the 30th, something like that, before we can get our next podcast out. That podcast will also be our Yokohama Cinderella preview show. Uh, The Yokohama Cinderella show is the 4th of April, which is the following Sunday. Fingers crossed me and Chris will be able to watch it live, so we might even be able to do our review that night, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, We'll have to see if it's going to be as easy to watch it as it was last time. We'll have to wait and see. Um... 
In the meantime, thank you so much for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave a review, a five-star review. Subscribe. It really does help us fire up those podcast charts. Um, Go and check out the website, www.podmania.co.uk. Um, you can find us on Twitter at, at the Stardomcast. You can talk to me on Twitter at, at Real Rob Goodwin. Chris, where can they find you? Um, at Chris Loves Piro. Uh, go and on check- YouTube. Chris O'Brien on YouTube. Oh, I, have a bit, I have a video about Ring of Honor coming out. No, no one's going to watch it, but it's my. Be- it's probably my best video yet. You should, if you're a fan of me, you should watch it, and then you'll become a fan of Ring of Honor. If you're a fan of me, but, but I, mate, I have more subs than you. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, of course. All right. Anyway, (laughs) until then, guys, we'll speak to you guys again soon.